Freakin' Beauties, you are back with an Aussie and a Canadian for another stellar episode of Tits and Teeth. Guys, our guest this week is Lisa Horner. Oh yeah, you heard me correctly, Lisa freaking Horner. This woman is just beautiful, like inside and out, an absolute joy to have a conversation with. Neither Jen or I had had the opportunity to work or get to know Lisa previous to this interview, and when she left, Jen and I were both like, yo, she is the shit. (laughs) We talk with Lisa about all the experience and feels she's having about doing this little production called uh, Come From Away, how important it is to talk about our mental health, and her cabaret, One Night with Lisa Horner, playing December 2nd only in Mississauga to raise money to start a fund in her parents' name called the Allen and Susan Horner Mississauga Community Arts Fund. Don't worry, we'll post all the info to make sure that you can get your tickets. But now, it's time for Jen and Kai to catch up on their tops and tails of the week. Baby girl, baby girl, baby girl, hey. It's the Tops and Tails of the Week with Jen and Kyla. Oh my God. On Tits and Teeth. <laughs> so, Jen, my top this week is that my best friend, Miss mm-hmm. Sarah Stringer Mocker, um, she lives in Calgary now with her husband. She has, and... Working here gives me the luxury to actually see my best friend so and nice. hang out with her and have drinks and chill. And I, the other night, I was only supposed to like, I was like, I'll come over. I can totally come over. It was Halloween. I was like, but I, I have to go quickly. You know, I have work to do. Anyways, didn't happen. Stayed there for far too long. Had so many laughs. Love her so much. She makes at me these beautiful scrunchies that I always wear. They're absolutely wonderful. She's because she knows what's cool. And, like, scrunchies are in because we're in the 90s. And <laughs> they're beautiful. And mm-hmm. eventually you'll be able to buy them online. And shout out, Sarah. Everyone's going to want your scrunchies. Yes, I like, want her scrunchies. I feel like she needs They're, to like, make... classy scrunchies. Yeah, and it doesn't damage your hair. There's so many good things. Plus, <laughs> I think that we that should be our first official merch. Tits and teeth scrunchies. Oh, my God. Okay, Sarah. Sarah. I'm going to make a tits and teeth scrunchie. I'm going to text you right now. We don't know what that's <laughs> going to look like, but we're excited. We're jazzed. But we're jazzed. Mm-hmm. Great. That's my that's my top. Tail? Oh, my tail isn't really a tail, but I need to tell this story. Okay, tell it. So last night, we went out. Today's Monday. Monday is our day off. So our cast went out last night, and we went to this hilarious, awesome bar here in Calgary. Yes, they have karaoke on Sundays. Yes, it's amazing. Yes, an old man sang Sinatra like three times, and each time he went up, I cried, <laughs> and it was perfect. Like he start, he's he had a warble, he had banter. There was banter. He was. What did he say? Sad. I don't even know because I was busy with my eyes welling, and, I was like, oh my God. and he's I, I have an. I old men are so wonderful. I love old men. Too. I like them so much, <laughs> and they make me cry. And he was perfect. 
He had a red sweater. There was a collar. His glasses were attached by a string. It was everything I've ever wanted. That's so sweet. I love it so much. I like it when Kyla gets... See, this is the thing that people don't know about Kyla Musselman because she's like, I'm I'm the bitchy one. But actually, <laughs> the reason that we all love Kyla so much is because, yes, funny and sassy, but then she's actually the sweetest and softest little soul. <laughs> and now you guys all know it too. Oh. <laughs> Moi. Great. <laughs> I have to say like that. Okay, babe, 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 babe. Yeah. Give me a top tip. <laughs> oh, baby. Well, so first of all, okay, so we closed the Man of La Mancha musical. So that was my mm-hmm. tales for shears. It was, um, yeah, we, we, we were sad to close it. <clears throat> was it? It was my tales last week. Oh, yeah. Well, that tales was two days ago. <laughs> and we officially <laughs> closed the musical yesterday. However, mm-hmm. then during, so like, all right, we all backstage Unless you're Don Quixote or or um, Aldonza, you have a little bit of time <laughs> off stage. And so there was a group of us who, like, I would go and watch watch certain dances and certain numbers and things like that. But I still had a lot of time backstage. Anyway, so somebody from um, the our crew, our awesome crew, bought some puzzles backstage. <laughs> anyway, it got obsessive. <laughs> they puzzles are fucking awesome dude and yes they do get obsessive because you're like i need to find a piece yeah and so then sometimes you're like man i've got to find this piece i know i understand that's my cue to leave to go to the stage <laughs> and like what we're doing and the story we're telling is so important and very wonderful <laughs> however also i need to find this piece we did nine puzzles holy like okay how many pieces were each puzzle Oh, dude. So five of them were 500. The rest of them were 1,000 pieces. And on the last day, somebody pulled out a 750 piece. That person was me. (laughs) Because I was like, well, we can't, like, do the last show without doing a fucking puzzle. And so 750 in, like, one show. And act two, like, people are dying on stage. You can't really puzzle during that time. (laughs) Like, you have to commit during act one. And so... Um, yeah. So anyway, backstage awesome. that we got our 750 piece done in one in one show in one musical. Fucking hell, that's we were stressed. Impressive. Like, uh, uh, we there was a really good group of people that included dresses, um, crew, oh, everyone. Everybody still attended to their jobs wholeheartedly, but um, <laughs> they also got the motherfucking puzzles done too because they are but champions. They- <laughs> <laughs> they did a La Mancha and they got a puzzle done. And a motherfucking well- 750-piece <laughs> puzzle did. So, Yo. Yeah, I'm like, we're achieving shit today, people. <laughs> that yeah. is the height of achievement. Yeah, actually, Max Reimer came backstage. Max Reimer, who's a, one of the producers of Drayton Entertainment, came backstage mm. and because he was concerned, I, I believe he was concerned that we weren't going to get that puzzle done. He added a piece. <laughs> So it's fine. Thank right. you, Max Rama. Thank God. Yeah. Thank, Thank God. Thank, Thank bloody God. God. Anyway, <laughs> it was um, it was a win all round. We c- closed a beautiful show and we completed nine puzzles and um, with a lot of beautiful people. So basically, I'm I'm gonna call that a win. That is a win. That is a win. And okay. And now, and now we're throwing. We're gonna hear from Lisa Horner. Throwing it to the legend. Lisa, Lisa Horner. Horner. 
I think we said it together. You got a little Australian on me there, can I? Lisa Horner. Wait, Lisa Horner. That's there we go. Yes, congratulations. It's the R. for 60 seconds with the godfather Nico who's the godfather Jen and I are the godfather who are we asking Lisa Horner we're asking her rapid fire questions in 60 seconds are you ready ready oh my gosh baby it's time for 60 seconds with a godfather it's 60 seconds with a godfather not 20 not 30 not 40 not 50 it's 60 seconds with a godfather <laughs> in three Two, one. Kyla, you go first. Have you been screeched in? Yes. Can you twerk? I've never done it. (laughs) Do you ever get recognized as the Ikea lady? Yes, occasionally I do. Yes. (laughs) Tim Hortons or Starbucks coffee? Oh, well, I'm in a bit of a Tim Hortons right now, I have to say. That's okay. Starbucks is just a bit bitter. Would you rather fart in an elevator full of strangers or fart while getting a dental cleaning? Would that fart make sound? Yes. Ooh, dental, because there's only one guy in there. Or a woman. Maybe it's a woman. <laughs> Maybe it's a woman. Okay, finish the phrase. Got. Got. <laughs> got two ladies to talk to on my day off. <laughs> I will explain that one later. <laughs> okay. um, have you ever cried after an audition? Um, is the question how many times have I cried after an audition? <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. few times. few times. Cheers. Cats yeah. or dogs? Both. Kai, you got the last question, girl. What's your favorite dinosaur? <laughs> I'm going to say Velociraptor. <laughs> yes. okay. Out of all the dinosaurs I know, Velociraptor is my That's favorite. That's fantastic. That's very, very good. Um, yeah, I wanted, back to the, the got phrase, I wanted you to say got milk. I was drunk the other night, and I wrote that down, and I was like, I don't think this is funny, but right now, I think it's really funny, and so it's <laughs> and, the, and my first initial idea was to say got milk, like, obviously came into my head to say got milk, and then yeah. I was like, maybe that's too obvious. I see. Maybe You're that's creative. not You're what well- they're looking for. <laughs> Good and creative. And yes, the other day, we both laughed so hard at what's your favorite dinosaur. Like, I feel like that might stay for later. What's your I favorite see. dinosaur? I think my nephews are going to be like, Lisa. Auntie Lisa. <laughs> Auntie Lisa. There's like thousands to pick from. No, you picked a good one. I, I thought that so. was really good. Don't ask me to spell it. But <laughs> we love that. It's always the funniest, like little questions. And Jen didn't when didn't know about the IKEA commercial. Oh, okay. She was like, "What?" And I was like, "Jen, there's this iconic commercial that is Lisa Horner. When I think IKEA, I think of." the monkey that was in Ikea with the jacket and Lisa Horner did the commercial. That's what I think of. Yeah, <laughs> The monkey in the jacket. You know, Australia was the, the first place it played outside of North America. Well, oh, wow. shit. Better, well, better phone shit. home down under. Phone home. <laughs> See, that was a while ago. Guys. We shot that in 2005. Woo. Is it still playing? Yeah, it played in the States and it just played in Canada in the summer. It's nice. Just get those little checks in the mail. It's a lottery win. Yeah. Lottery win. Those ones really are, aren't they? Yeah. It's good. It's good. It's good. Okay, Kai. Oh, yes. For Michael Hughes, he has asked everyone their um, favorite musical and dream or favorite role you've ever played. Um, It would be hard to pick a favorite musical. I have I have sentimental attachments to musicals like when I mentioned Sound of Music because that's the first thing that I watched when I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I would say Grey Gardens was a big favorite that I just did a couple years ago. Yeah. They just required yeah. so much of so much thought, so much singing, so much mm-hmm. movement and uh, emotion that I, I it was just a mind blowing experience to do something like that. Like yeah. to, to have all of those things asked of you on stage yeah. was amazing. Cool. Amazing, yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. and being vulnerable, like really giving yourself permission to just let it hang out. Just yeah. Can you do out. the accent? Like, give me like two. I love the accent oh so God. much. I wish, you know it's always the memorabilia. The memorabilia. <laughs> it was really hard. My sister-in-law, who's uh, uh, Meredith Scott, is vo- uh, a voice and text teacher, was so helpful to me on that show. Yeah. Because she had, um, God bless her, um, Edie, little Edie, had so many, um, cobbled together so many different influences to have the type of accent that she had. So some yeah. was like Hamptons and some was, New- you know what I mean? Like yeah. downtown New York and all that stuff, so. Yeah, it that's crazy. crazy. It's it's yeah. such an interesting accent. It really is. And it sounds In- a bit Boston, too. There was a little bit of everything. Pack the oh, cat. love it. Yeah, yes. Little, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and so that was your favorite musical and favorite role? I'd say my favorite role. Like, it, it, yes, it's, I mean, it's hard, right? It's like picking your favorite baby. Like, they're, yeah. they're, they're so, we're so active in musicals that you like them all for different reasons yes, right? you're like oh course. I love the scene in that musical or I I love this relationship in that musical so I when I stand back I mean when I was a little chubby kid in the early 1980s my mom got past the album of Evita anyway mm-hmm. I memorized that album from beginning to end and it's kind of perfect yeah that musical for me okay it's a bit of a perfect okay. musical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and guys and dolls too I love I love guys oh, and love dolls it. I love guys well, and dolls I, yeah. oh. I love it. Give me a golden age any day. Yes. I love them. Yeah, totally. Love them. Um, and then is there anything that you are like, I wish I had have got to play that? Avita. I wish yeah. I'd done Avita somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. She's a little longy in the toothy for that now, so which is totally fine. But you just sort of go, Oh yeah, that's one that went That's by. a big one. Yeah. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Beautiful. I love, love it. it. Check and check, my friend. <laughs> Woo! Look at us go. <laughs> I'm checking it. Like we're just check, check, check. <laughs> Michael Hughes will be very happy. Um yeah, he will. so I mean, we couldn't have you on the show without talking about Come From Away mm-hmm. and um, just the fantastic, you know, opportunity that mm-hmm. you guys have had being a part of that original Canadian cast. Tell us about the experience. It's so, insane. I was mm-hmm. saying to Kyle, like, this is mm-hmm. unlike anything I've ever been involved in. And I, you know, I think I'm hitting my about 155-year mark in musical theater. So <laughs> I, I think I'd venture to say... I've never been involved with anything like this. I've never seen anything like it. And I've never seen that kind of response. But I I think it makes sense. All of it makes sense as to why people love it. And um, yeah. it, the, the construct of it is amazing. You know, it's 110 mm-hmm. minutes, 110 minutes of just clean storytelling. Everything mm-hmm. is real. It, it, it never gets too sad. It never gets too funny. It doesn't get flippant. Yeah. It's uh, it's never sarcastic or ironic. It is the truest, um, gentlest form of educating you can do yeah. within as well. Just reminding ourselves what what we're about. And did you yeah. see it in New York before you did the Canadian cast? I did. Well, okay. because of, of course Astrid Van Weeren and I went to theater school together. Okay, and she's a very dear <laughs> friend of mine. 
and we were uh, both sort of in the process of auditioning for Come From Away, and uh, I had Grey Gardens uh, mm-hmm. and would have been a conflict. So at that point, Astrid and I were doing uh, Les Bells or the musical. Yeah. And yeah, so when she left to do one of the sections of uh, one of the, the uh, versions of Come From Away, I took over for her in Les Bells okay. I took over her part, and uh, that was in PEI. And uh, so, of course, I had some insight on that. So I saw it in Toronto, and then I saw it in New York after I got cast. Because I thought wow. it would just be fun to go to New York and hang yes, out and meet course. the rest of the cast. And, and, and then do you think that it's got a different response here? Because Kyla and I saw it in New York as well. But yeah, I, I was telling her, yeah. Mm-hmm, I imagine, I don't know, you tell me, was it a different kind of response in New York as opposed to in Toronto? Well, do you know, you I feel... like it's so funny because my lens is different now but at the time people were freaking out in Toronto and people were freaking Freaking out out in New York so (laughs) I know obviously there's some you know down home references um shoppers and and I know people that are from the US US have said to me well obviously they don't we don't have the filter of having experienced 9-11 on that level that of course they would in New York we don't we don't have that totally collective you know ownership Um, but we have collective ownership of, of, I think, of, you know, what Newfoundland Canadians did and, and the kindness of Canadians, which seems to be a theme yeah. um, in the world that comes back to us. So some people say it's a different approach when they see it in Canada. Uh, for myself, I was just, my okay. eyes were, you know, I was bawling and my jaw was on the floor both times I saw it. Like, And it's just got such a, a commercial appeal as well. I can imagine taking my dad. I can imagine yes. going mm-hmm. with, like, you know, with the young kids. I can, it's just yeah. for everyone across the board. And I feel like yeah. it's just such, the movement is beautiful. The story is beautiful. It's just so well done. It I really love the, done. I love the band on stage. I love oh. that kitchen party feel that it yes. has. It's perfect yeah. each East Coast. Like, yeah. Complete community. It's what Complete it is. Community. Yeah. That's a great way of putting it. Yeah. yeah. Were you involved at some point? I'd heard some of the cast did like live concerts in Gander and things like that. Well, that, that, that cast did. Yes. Like Astrid's cast did. And then okay. we're mm-hmm. going to St. John's uh, as they're moving the set, our set from uh, Royal Alex to the Elgin. So we're going to go and we're going to be in St. Right, John's yeah. for a week. Cool. Yeah. And then what are you guys just doing the show? We're going to do the show. There's a, we're going to nice. do a, oh a, a concert version. We'll be in costume and all of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't think we're bringing the revolve. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that, that's, yeah, that's what will be different. Yeah. Yeah. That's so nice that they're, I like that a lot again about the community feel of come from yeah. away. They're like, let's bring, not everybody can come see the show. So let's bring it to them. Let's bring it to more people. Oh my that. gosh. Yeah. It's that's fantastic. Like those they're gonna freak out but you know I have to say like there was always a part of me feeling like I don't want anybody to feel misrepresented too because they're this is their story this is an east coast story Newfoundland story yeah and I'm not from Newfoundland so I always feel a bit which is of course why I went to visit there with Astrid in September because I wanted to see it and experience people and and to make sure that you're giving it the respect that it deserves. Well, yes, and it, it deserves an unbelievable amount of respect. Yes. So when people from Newfoundland come, I do feel nervous, and I want them to yeah. be happy with 
the story and be happy or be happy with the way we're telling it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so, yeah. what do you think the they response will. has been? Well, <laughs> the show sold out in 80 minutes, the St. John's oh my concert. God. So it was crazy. That is crazy. crazy. Hey. Um, everybody's been so kind and so friendly about it. I, I've just That's been Canada. so happy. Yeah, I feel like there's such a special attachment to, to, particularly to the show, um, because it, you know, when it was being workshopped at Sheridan, everybody felt so connected to the show, and then oh yeah, and I saw it at Sheridan too. Sorry to interrupt. I did. did. My husband, well, David and Irene, I've known for a while because we did my mother's lesbian Jewish Wiccan wedding. Okay, that was uh, that is the title. (laughs) You got okay. So this is the first show David and Irene wrote. That never happens. You shocked Tyler Musselman. (laughs) Yeah, my mother's lesbian Jewish Wiccan wedding was in two thousand and nine. It was at the Fringe. David and Irene wrote it so they could have a show they could do together. David was working for Aviva Insurance, and we learned that show in their backyard. And we did it at the Bread and Circus, and then uh, the Mervishes picked it up, and we did a Panasonic for like seven months. Oh that show was amazing. It was beautiful. And Astrid was in that show with me. They're, wow. Yeah. Everybody. It was stunning. <laughs> and it was not unlike the, the the construct, apparently my favorite new word, that, that yeah. uh, come from away, moved fast, no intermission, yeah. and it told the story of David's moms getting married. Oh, wow. It was beautiful. That's cool. Beautiful show. Yeah. So, my friend... Did Adora Award change your life? Change your life, yeah. I'm sorry, girls, which one? <laughs> oh, <laughs> snap, baby. I love it. Thank you. I love it so much. She's da- she's dancing. Just because it's dancing. so silly. We Just because it's time. so silly. I know, I know. I mean, that's the thing. You got to do it. We, we're laughing as we're saying it because it's so fantastic, obviously, oh. that you have. Oh, I'm sorry. How many Dora Awards girlfriend? Just two. Just two. Just two. And that's so wonderful. And it's kind of like the idea of, oh, you're working on Broadway. Oh, you've hit the heights of the heights that you can possibly hit. <laughs> and then <laughs> now what? <laughs> yes, that's it. And now what? Well, you know, the rent's still got to get paid and the bill's yep. got to get paid and you still love yeah. what you do. So, I mean, obviously it's amazing and they're beautiful statues and they're made yeah. of bronze and I like to hang little things on them at Christmas. Oh my gosh, Christmas so decorations. Nice. My husband gets mad at me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he thinks I'm not being respectful. I think oh, it's amazing. Oh I, I really am. I think sometimes as Canadians, we can be overly humble and yep. it's disingenuous a bit. Like you, you just have to be appreciative yeah. of, you know, when somebody takes the time and to do that and, and to grant you that award for that year I just think that that's a wonderful wonderful experience and it's the kind of thing where it's not really it's for you but it's kind of for your family too to go oh look at that yeah but that's as an actor we I think what we do is so present and in the moment that you don't think about stuff like that I don't think about stuff like that no no is it important for them for you to have accomplished something like that do you Um, think here's the thing like I've lost both of my parents now my dad died two years ago so I think at the time, yes, it was. Yeah. I think I was sitting right next to my dad yeah. when I won for Wizard of Oz. Mm. And I remember my dad said to me once, and I, I always, it kind of chokes me. My dad's like, Lisa, I really think you made it. And oh, because, you know, I'm sure you guys had this too when you sort of talked about getting into the business. Like when I, to- I told my parents when I was 11 that I was going to be an actress. Yeah. We lived in Quebec. Yeah. And we're, you know, an Anglophone family in Quebec just sort of going, I'm going to be an actress. But this is before... Um, uh, 
award shows and or yeah. before you know American Idol and and that type of thing. Right. So yeah. it kind of came so out of glorified. Nowhere. It's very now. glorified. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. being famous wasn't a thing and right. all of that stuff uh, from our perspective. But I just loved doing it. Like I loved doing theater and and. So to start there, I think, and then get to the point where, you know, you're, you're, as we build our careers, you do maybe bigger and bigger jobs and there's more and more people in the audience and stuff like that. I think mm-hmm. your parents maybe look at that as a, a, a symbol of success or, yeah. you know, but we, now the more we talk about mental health and our, our, our emotional well-being, that's kind of the success story. If you can do your job and be happy yeah. and still yeah. live with all the frustrating aspects of what we do, I think to mm-hmm. me, that's the most that's most successful that I feel. But in terms of, you know, the door awards or whatever, I think, yeah, it was a great thing to be able to say that. I think for so. sure. Yeah. I totally yeah. agree. Lovely. You know, I don't know how you gals felt, but when I first started and I thought I was driven by the passion to do it and I went to a theater high school and went to Ryerson mm-hmm. Theater School, I promised myself afterwards that if I wasn't happy, then I had to change it. Mm-hmm. Like I had to change something. But I couldn't not try to be in theater because then I knew I'd be miserable yeah like I had to try yeah because I just wanted to do it and I think one of the things why I feel successful some days is that I I don't genuinely care where I do it yeah I think that you when you put um labels on things or if you figure you're only successful if you work here or you're only successful if you do this and I'm like it's just not my bag like if I like the show I'm in or I like the people I'm working with I feel challenged because I've mm-hmm. done some big shows before and not felt happy. Yeah. Because I just wasn't mm-hmm. happy in that particular, you know. Environment or production exactly. or whatever it was. That's exactly Which it. is why when Situation. you rehearsed your, um, you were speaking about rehearsing in somebody's backyard. Yes. You know, amongst friends. Yeah. And Love. I'm sure there was a couple of beers on a Saturday afternoon in, in that backyard as well. And then all of a sudden that goes on to be such a success. And I'm sure it's because you all approached it with such heart and love. Oh, well, that's, and the thing is, you never know. I mean, David and Irene's show, My Mother's Lesbian Jewish Again Wedding, was a fringe show. And, I mean, obviously nobody was getting paid a nickel. You're not supposed to. That's not the point. And mm-hmm. I love yeah. the fringe for that because it's about just, you know, letting it hang out, see what happens, be fearless. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the script was just so good. Like, I got sent the script, which is unusual, I think. The agency sent the script, and I was catering at the time. Um, uh, yeah, my mm-hmm, mom had just mm-hmm, died mm-hmm. and I was at Shaw Festival the year before I had to come home. I was want to make sure my dad was okay. And yep. I was catering yep. and I, I got set the script and I was like, oh my God, it's so good. It's right. just so good. And, uh, it was one of the best experiences of my life. And now look at them and, and I'm in comfort my wife. So yeah, you know, you never know. You never know. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Anything Ebb, in the flow from yeah. the business, right? Yep. So then what do you, like, how do you... What's the secret to that? Is it just approach it all with an open heart? (laughs) Whenever I try to control my career, it A, never works, and B, always makes me unhappy. The second I step back and just go, what do I feel like? Do I want to audition for this, but then walk away? Because the ones that I have always wanted desperately, I have 201 never booked it. Right. Never booked. Yeah, it. which if is not you, just. They can, one of the best things that I heard somebody say once was like, "They can smell the desperation <laughs> on you." <laughs> like nope. if you want it that bad, they're just like, "I smell it," and it's not going to happen. And it's, I think, like it's your. You need people to say that to you. I think early on to go, you know, just because you book some, you didn't book something. Everything happens for a reason. 
That's oh, what it yeah, is. One hundred percent, right? Um, in terms of the job, it's like if if you didn't book that, it's because oh my gosh, look what came down that way. Yeah. But I think I I'm in it for the long haul, and I've been in it for the long haul. Mm. So. You know, well, that makes that an even better perspective. Then, cheers to, so, cheers hey, to the long here, haul. Hold on, let's, let's get a <laughs> clink, clink in the <laughs> Drink um, break. Yeah. So you have a cabaret December second. Yes. Um, you and your brother are setting up a foundation for your parents. We right? set it up in Mississauga called the Ellen Amazing. and Susan Horner Fund. This mm-hmm. is literally the first cabaret I've ever done in my God-given life. You're kidding? Oh, are you nervous? <laughs> I'm so nervous. I really? I really feel a bit sick to my stomach. Um, <laughs> I think knowing what it's for makes a big big difference to me. It's in yeah. Mississauga, so. Yeah, for Toronto-based folks, it might be a little further. But okay, wait. It's, so it's in Mississauga. Yep. Is that what date? December 2nd. December 2nd. Great. Sunday, December 2nd, Sunday, 8 p.m. At the Eden United Church, which is the church that I grew up in. Okay, in guys, brother. I'm oh, going, so I'll okay. drive. If I, That means I've got full seats. <laughs> so. It is going to be epic because I have lined, aligned myself with amazing people that are going to do stuff. So you're going to hear some of oh my, my jabbering, but you're going to hear Sasha Dennis singing <gasps> with a 25-person choir. You're going to hear Jeff. Uh, yeah, I made Jeff Madden do something from Jersey Boys. Cool. So I was like, uh, and he's playing the trumpet for me. I'm in. I'm so in. And Liz Gilroy will be That's doing so Gotta Get a Gimmick with Sasha Dennis. Is she? Yep. <gasps> and I have to talk duet. to her about it. Yep. Oh my God, that's so fun. I tell her to learn her music while she's there. Because <laughs> old sassy Lisa. Tell her that Lisa said to learn her music. Learn your goddamn music. And please take um, what she says back. Because <laughs> yeah. it's going to be just as sassy as ever. Oh my God. God. <laughs> It'll just be a photo of her middle finger. Like it will. Back that's in. exactly. <laughs> yes, okay. and I'm ready for it. Mm-hmm. Ready. Um, oh, that that makes more. So it's a big concert venue. I is your brother also a performer? Is he also yes, he going is. to? <gasps> and my oh! brother is a beautiful singer. A beautiful singer, but he um, went into the technical side. He was always good at technical stuff. He was he would take apart things and put them back together as a kid. Right. But he had this song, this voice from God, and I was like, "Oh my God, David, you've got to go into the business. You'll work nonstop." He's like, "I don't think so." I was like, mm-hmm. "Okay," but now um, he's the technical director at the River Run Center in Guelph, and he has oh, two wow. boys and his wife Meredith, Beautiful. who's in the business as well. Like she teaches and and does professional um, work on the side. So, yeah, he's one of my best friends, and we are uh, putting this on. And so, just can you tell us a little bit more about, like, your family and why it was was important for you guys to come together and do this? Well, my... our parents were awesome. We got very, very lucky. And yeah. my mom was very much involved, and my father, in the theater community in Mississauga. They were instrumental in, in starting the Meadowvale Theater in Meadowvale, Mississauga. Oh, wow. And uh, they were just great people. My mom died very suddenly after knee replacement surgery in 2008. Mm. She was 59, really? and she <gasps> went in. I was doing Wonderful Town. And mm-hmm. she went in, and she had a series of complications that none of us saw coming. It was that's a crazy. bit of a car crash. It was really bad. So oh. that's kind of what the that the effects of that was. So it was it, it seemed like a shortened life. And I think right. since then it took us ten years. This is the tenth anniversary, July seventh, of her death. And it's taken me a while to come to some sort of closure and and find your way through it because sometimes life is just not clean cut. 
Yeah. No. There's messy ends that you have to find your peace with. Yeah. So this year, I think my brother and I finally felt like we had the strength to go, okay, we need to do something to honor our parents. Mm Because my dad died two years ago. He Mm -hmm. had a series of health problems. And, uh, yeah, so this is kind of our big extravaganza for them. This would have been their 50th wedding anniversary this year on September 7th. It's a series of events. Mom would have been 70 on Tuesday of this year. Oh my, oh my gosh, all of the tomorrow. things. She would have turned 70 tomorrow, all the things. Yeah. So this was the perfect year to do it and to say, well, we would have thrown them a 50th wedding anniversary. So this is our 50th this wedding anniversary wonderful. party for them. Yeah. That's so wonderful. Yeah. And then what will the foundation benefit? What is uh, what is What are the funds going towards? Mm -hmm. So it's through the Community Arts Foundation, the Mississauga Arts Foundation, and they take the money and they spread it around uh, different uh, areas of Mississauga that need it. And we sort of directed them to to go wherever it was needed the most. So David and I did an initial uh, deposit, which started the fund, and then whatever we make from the concert will go back into that fund. And Mm -hmm. when you reach $25,000, you can direct the fund yourself. Um, but we met this wonderful woman, Anne-Marie Pierce, and she's in charge of the Mississauga Foundation, and that's where my parents did the majority of their all of their stuff. Yeah. So uh, they're going to do. They're, she's going to decide where those funds are going to go. Okay. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. We signed off on it last Tuesday. Oh, yeah. that's so ah. special. Oh, it's great. Well, guys, I, yeah. everybody come. We're yes, please. Have such a <laughs> and there is a raffle for Come From Away tickets. And Mervish has very kindly gave me two house seats. Oh, my God. For Come From Away. There's going to be silent auction. Okay, so we're all, all going sorts, December all 2nd. Things. If you can't get there, give me a call. I've got four seats in, in, in the back. <laughs> In the back, we'll load out. It's going to be a great night. Um, can she? Can Jen record it for me? <laughs> Will you allow? Uh, maybe, maybe I can. Solve maybe, that. maybe not. Uh, if I can make it a call, uh, no cell phone. Yeah. So, so do you do you mind telling us? And you can feel free to say no. But your mother died during your contract. Yeah. Do you mind telling us about that experience and and how Oof. what you did? to kind of deal with well, that I mean, and yeah, the show goes I, on and- oh god like I, I I think lots of people have those stories it mm. was it's a gross experience um it's a PhD in grief but so I left what started to happen was I started to lose my voice because I was just so stressed out because we didn't right. know what was happening for the first week and then I finally realized that I wasn't going to feel good about this until uh, unless I could be released from my contract and go and sit with her in the hospital because nobody yeah. knew what was happening yeah so, yeah. Okay, yeah. All right. So I went and sat with her at the hospital. She died. Then I took, we had another week. We buried her in Quebec and we came home and I went back to work. And I sat outside the theater. My husband was with me and I was just like, I, I, don't, I don't know if I can do this. Like I was doing what I was also, it was the biggest contract I'd had to date. Like I was playing right. Ruth Sherwood in Wonderful Town, right. which is sort of, you know, there's a lot of material that you had to know. And it was the best it was up until that point the, the best uh, career highlight of my life. Right. And my mom having this knee replacement, she had been in an unbelievable amount that's of pain. That's the other thing. It's a knee replacement. Yeah, that's all like it was. Yeah. She's job, only 59. No history of health problems either, my mom. So it was it, all of those 59, factors. 59. That's yeah. so young. It's very young. <gasps> yeah. Yeah, like I'll be 50 in January, so I'm a bit like, this is crazy. Yeah. yeah. So... You know, my husband was great and Shaw was great. You know, the, everybody was very supportive. Um, but also you start to realize, I said to my dad, I said, I don't know what I should do. Should I? He said, you got to go yeah. back to work, Lisa. You got to go back to work. Because who are you? You don't, like, 
not who are you, but, yeah, but what's your plan? Who, are you going to sit at home and stare at the ceiling? It's not going to make you feel better. Just, right. Yeah, no. I will say the biggest learning experience from that was when I went back to work, all of the things that used to stress me out, I would worry about, can I hit that note? Am I going to be able to belt that note? Is my throat going to be okay? 100% disappeared. And that fear never came back because it didn't really matter. It didn't yeah. matter. Oh. I, I think that that's kind of a gr- the best lesson that came out of it was to go, you know, at the end of the day, people that come and sit and pay money, they want to see what you're doing yeah. as a human being. Yeah. I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not a magic trick. I'm not a magic pony. And I, I don't have great tricks. I'm, I'm a performer. We yeah. tell stories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I sort of went, I can't be a magic trick pony and I, I can't be anything but real, my truest self right now. Mm-hmm. But with musical theater and you know, a lot of it is tits and teeth because that's what we sell. We sell joy and love. Absolutely. And someday you gotta be good at, it. you gotta do your best sell job. But the kindness that I started to show myself was like, I'm not going to worry if I crack on that note. I'm not going to worry nice. if that's not the best sounding right. thing I've ever done. And you know what? I stopped cracking on the notes. Yeah, because you're not worried about <laughs> you're it. Right it yeah. just came. My throat just kind of opened up. And oh my goodness. Isn't it crazy all the yeah. things that we do to ourselves? I think in, that unfortunately in musical theater, we, we are there's a big physical aspect to it. Dancing, singing, physical, physical. And sometimes we remove our own human element. And I think that's unfair. Yeah. Because we are required as musical theater performers to bring everything onto the stage. Acting, singing, yeah. dancing. And, and humanity. And the humanity. And humanity. Is that we're human beings yeah. and <laughs> shitty things happen. And you still have to go do this job. But our job is to be full of humanity and love and sing and dance and make it look like you're having the best time in your life. <laughs> well, shit. Cheers to that. Um, yeah, cheers to that. And thank you for sharing that um, mm-hmm. that story as yeah, well because I think you. that it's really important for our listeners to hear that kind of stuff. Because it, you're right, it absolutely happens to everybody. Everyone who's in a show, somebody else said it as well everyone's going through something and I mean that's a horrific um circumstance Mm -hmm. obviously um but what you said that came out of it was beautiful just to forgive yourself and remember that we're yeah find the joy and find the love but then we're all just human beings we're not fucking (laughs) I feel like we have to challenge ourselves to work super hard I think we all learn to challenge ourselves to work super hard yeah but I think that that aligned with being kind to yourself there's a better path there yeah you know, when I do, sometimes I do, I love doing little master classes and sometimes going to Sheridan in different schools and I love it. I'm like, I want to go to. I will do, I will do a master class because I love doing them. Um, but I, I, I really think that's true. I think we, we are sort of our own um, CEOs of our own business. So you want to challenge yourself and you, you must challenge yourself but we have limitations and we also are human beings we we have to we have to be kind to ourselves yeah yeah I love it. It's a really important message. Yeah. Thanks, girl. I'm going to high-five <laughs> you on that, on that epic message. <laughs> 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 I will high-five myself. We're going to high-five behind you. There you go. You are a veteran of the business. Thank you for much, so much for all of your work. Um, what keeps you sane? And what? like, what, what do you do outside the business that keeps you sane? You know, sometimes I do go into a bit of a shell or a hole. Um, I tend to be very family-oriented with my husband and my pets. I like to go home. I like per- I like quiet personal relationships. I mean, I love a good party, um, <laughs> but I don't tend to get 
too much into um, social media. I'm hilarious because I'm, I feel like I'm kind of like this, you know, 49-year-old lady scrolling through my Instagram. But after a while, I'm like, why do I have a headache and I feel a bit sick? Because oh, yeah, I've been yeah, looking yeah. at dresses and shoes and, yeah, yeah, and yeah, kind yeah. of silly stuff for so long that yeah. my eyeballs can't compute it. I need to remove myself from the business as a business. That's what keeps me sane is, is okay. I go to work. I love the people I work with. And I love my relationships, but I keep my um, paths very narrow. Sometimes, most of my nights, I'm going home, having a glass of wine, having a chit chat with my fella, and then I go to bed and rinse and repeat a bit. Yeah, um, nice. Yeah, I just I'm I love my marriage, and I love I we've made our house, we set it up, so we love our couch, big blue as we call her. Oh, um, yeah. which Whoa. I'm heading for after this oh, for sure. Yeah, Snacks, baby. Yeah, uh, like like drink. two two seasons in, you're totally. ready for big, big blue. That's gonna be a great <laughs> afternoon. I think there was a time in my life where I did kind of spread myself a bit thin, and that was awesome. But I just don't have the energy for it anymore. I, I I'd like to think that maybe. I'm not giving my, maybe I don't have the best, uh, like our currency perhaps goes down as women, though I would argue, on the outside. But on the inside, I do feel my inner life is much richer. I have more to, perhaps to offer through experience, perhaps. Um, but <laughs> I've got to stay rested. Oh, I was like, what is she talking about? No, you're a bang. <laughs> She's a banging babe. Oh, I like I went searching. I went searching. Oh, no, I was tacking. I was like, oh, no, was I'm tacking. so in. I like it. You can go searching all day. You go, you just go fishing, babe. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't catch me. <laughs> this hottie. So hottie. silly. So silly. <laughs> no, that's good. So a balanced life, a balanced yeah, heart. Very much. And, yeah, and keeping your heart. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And then do you sleep well? Do you get a good solid eight hours? Um, I'll tell you this. I am a marijuana smoker, so yes, I do. Yeah. But uh, if I'm not with my husband and if I'm trying to, you know, just have a clean lifestyle or have like one glass of wine or something like that, not the best sleeper, no. Yeah. Not the best sleeper. Yeah. Um, but I am glad for the legalization of marijuana because I, I think there's so many medicinal parts of it that uh, I am very anxious for people to not be ostracized because of it because yeah. I think that's uh, kind yeah. of ridiculous. So. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of my take on that. Yeah. Canada, eh? Canada. We're freaking trending (laughs) up here in the north. I like it. Oh, boy. And then um, at the end of our podcast, we always ask if you have any advice for people coming up in the business. Do it whenever it comes up. If it's free, if it's community theater, if it's a cabaret, just do it. Mm. Um, I did The Artist's Way years ago, that, that book, and yeah. it's an excellent book, oh my right? Oh, it's so good. And one of the things that stood out the most is I had a really hard time auditioning when I started in the business because when I would sing, I'd be very shaky and nervous. Huh. And I, what, what this book taught me was you have to sing it so many times that it's like second nature. And I remember to this day the audition where I just sang it because I'd sang it so many times, wasn't getting hired. And um, finally, it just came out clean. My voice wasn't warbly. And I realized that that book was right. You just have to do it. It's in the doing. Yeah. It's 10,000 yeah. hours. And it doesn't matter where. 10,000 hours. 10,000 10, hours. hours. We talk about 10,000 hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It's important. It's important. <laughs> I heartily agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, ladies and gents at home, the beautiful Lisa Horner, in <laughs> fact, you know, said at the beginning she wasn't getting hired. She was struggling so. And oh look my at her God, now. Yeah. Two door awards later. <laughs> my career came yeah. late. Be patient with yourself. Be patient. If you do feel strongly about it, just keep doing it anywhere. If if they're and I I was looking at little pieces of paper tacked to a board. We didn't have the internet to look up anything going on anywhere. Don't worry about getting paid. Just leave your house. 
put some pants on, leave yeah. your house, and go do it somewhere. I, I just think okay. that that's what keeps us alive. She and did, in fact, say put pants on. Though. Try to so, put pants on. Try. So, Thank just you. Just try to put pants Thank on. You. I mean, you don't have to put pants on. I, no. It's tough for me to do. You know what? Pants are optional. Uh, yeah, pants are optional. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's what I should have called the cabaret. Pants <laughs> optional. Pants optional. So pants optional. Just leave your house. Do your <laughs> thing. It's going to be a great fucking day. Just do it. Yeah. Just do it. Lisa yeah. Horner style. <laughs> pants optional, though. <laughs> great. <laughs> Um, title of this episode, Pants, Pants Optional. Optional. Okay, fair. <laughs> Weirdly, yes. we'd never have seen that happen. Okay, great. Um, okay, and then Sam, we ask as well if you have anything particular for women coming up in the business. Yes, and this goes into Pants Optional. Wear pants to auditions. Mm. Oh. Feel like you can wear a pant. Mm. Feel like we don't have to put on a short skirt and a high-heeled shoe. And I'm speaking to gals who have the currency of dance in their repertoire as well. We don't always have to show this. We are not our, We are not tits and teeth first, right? We don't have to be that, yep. right? Yep. We walked into this business with the exact same amount of brain cells as anybody else. Oh, shit, yeah. Walk in yeah. and show them that's what it is and then wow them with everything else. Let that be your base currency is what you're thinking and what you're saying. The rest of it will be a gift you can, you can hand out as you wish. Fuck yes. Slow clap. <laughs> Slow clap, Lisa Horner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. What a fucking legend. <laughs> what a bloody fucking legend. <laughs> I like it. Um, Kyla, should we sing to her? Well, we I have guess. a delay. I know. Okay, Kyla, come on. Sing it. Sing it's the fucking song. It goes. Bitches on lit, titties out, turkeys done. <laughs> Lisa Horner, ladies and gents. <laughs> <laughs> turkeys done. Turkeys done. Thanks again, Lisa, for being an absolute bloody riot, for sharing all of your stories and schooling us with your wisdom. Frankly, I think I'm in love. You can catch our girl Lisa in the current cast of Come From Away here in Toronto. And then don't miss out on her cabaret December 2nd. I'm going. Come with me. I've still got room in the back, guys. That is Sunday, December 2nd at 8 p.m. at the Eden United Church Mississauga. We'll post out all the information this week, so keep an eye out for that. And message us if you want any more details. We'll get them straight to you. Shit, yeah. What a legend and what a great time we had today with Lisa Horner. If you haven't already, remember to subscribe, rate, and review us. And you can find us on Instagram at Tits and Teeth Podcast. You can visit our website, titsandteethpodcast.com. And we are on Twitter at Teeth Tits. Have the best bloody day today. Keep your tits up and your teeth out. And remember, we love you.